This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. What's up, family? Glad to have you. Glad to have you. It's a huge show today. It's Speak. You know what it is. Now, we got to talk about the Dallas Cowboys because there's huge news. Dak Prescott is returning. But what does that mean for this man? Not just the Cowboys. And also, Tom Brady, he missed practice on Saturday to go to a wedding. During football season, make it make sense. But what I can't make sense of, how good the Giants are and the Jets. Two New York teams winning records. They saucing out there. They saucing out there. And I am so saucing. glad to see it. We saucing. We saucing. Uh, that's, that's a song. It is. What song is that? Is that a Post Malone reference here on Speak? Yeah. Oh, I was just, I made that up. Right. I didn't know him about this. No, that's, that's a pretty big hit. It was a pretty big hit. Exactly. You probably plagiarized in school, didn't you? No, no, come on, I'm an honest guy. <laughs> okay, whatever. That's Dave Hellman, NFL insider. That's the one and only Joy Taylor. That's my dog. Let's get it right. Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do it from that side. I can't do it from that side. Anyway, that's Eagles all-time leading rusher. 2-5, 2 live. Shady, LaShawn McCoy. Now, what was terrible yesterday, if you all saw it, was the Denver Broncos' performance once again. Um, and it had me finally realize, y'all, that Russell Wilson's legacy, it is in dire jeopardy, period. See, people dictate your legacy. People <clears throat> vote on the MVP. People vote on the Hall of Fame. People talk about you that dictate your legacy. And people watch your performance. And those people that watch your performance are the ones that create the narrative about you. Well, 68 million people, roughly 20% of the American population, have watched Russell Wilson play four primetime games this year. And those people have collectively been disappointed. See, Russell Wilson's legacy, as far as an all-time great, as far as a Hall of Fame player, it was held together by duct tape, if you will. Duct Not tape. scotch, mm. duct tape. And the problem is, if you look at Russell Wilson's career too intently, you might start to see some blemishes. And 68 million people have looked at Russell Wilson's career now and are speaking out on it in a much different light. When I think about Russ and where he is as it stands right now, me, the person, realizes Russ's legacy is taking a huge hit. But Shady, where do you stand on Russell Wilson's legacy? Uh, I, is it taking a hit? I disagree with you. I don't think it's taking a hit, uh -oh. right? What, week six, week seven? What, what, yes, sir. We're going to week seven? We're right. in week seven. Okay, so we watched last night. You're right. He didn't play well. At all. I will say this. In the beginning of the game, he kind of showed a little bit of the old Russell. That's a, a little bit, right? We can't let. Now, come on now. I'm going to keep it real. Keep it real. I see all these guys tweet in, and everyone wants to be Twitter fingers. Everybody want to tweet about Nobody tweets like that. You tweet with your thumbs. Okay, I look up TV. Everyone <laughs> want a little tweet. My thing is, like, when he was out there giving you touchdowns, he was cooking up, cooking up. Everybody loved him. Touchdown, singular. All, all Touchdown his, all his teammates, they, 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 his, his ex-teammates, they want to talk about him. But let, let's talk about this. When Russell was that guy, mm -hmm. he was putting numbers up. He's winning championships. Yes, sir. Ship. He, he was balling. He was balling. So I'll say this. I can't let six games, right, tell me that, oh, Russell is not a great player. Oh, Russell's not that good. He's this. He's that. I won't let six games tell me that. But doesn't it tell you something that Golden Tate, the latest wide receiver, uh, former teammate of Russell Wilson to come at Russell Wilson. Richard Sherman, Marshawn Lynch. At some Let, point, it tells you something. And, I will t and I'll tell you this. All them guys are, well, a lot of them are better than others, right? Golden Tape is a good player, but he's not Marshawn no, Lynch. He's not, and yes, he's not Sherman. Them guys will not have the, 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 the career, as in wins, and a championship without Russ. Sure. That's, a, that's proven facts. Sure. So... Before you get out there talking bad about him, let's give him his love because without him, y'all don't win that championship. Mm. Come on now. You want to something. Yeah, so. You want to something. Um, Joy, his Russell's legacy is Russell's legacy. Has Russell's legacy taken a hit? You know, listening to the two of you, I think it's not that I changed my opinion, but I, I think I realized what the problem is. What's the problem? Because this, this sort of happens with the Cowboys, too, especially when the Cowboys play well. Woo! Because they are always in prime time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. Oh, we're watching. Yeah, they always. are. Oh, we're watching. And Russ has been so bad. So bad. And the Broncos have been so bad. And we have all had to sit there with no other options four times and watch that. 
Yeah. That's adding to this. That's Let's tough. be honest. Mm -hmm. If he was in talk that, know, talk some regular Taylor. games talk, and we could be talk. a little distracted, like, dang, you know, the Broncos are kind of struggling a little mm -hmm. bit. But I was watching my own team over here, so I didn't really pay that much attention. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll yep. figure it out. Nope. We all got to sit there together. Mm -hmm. That is the most, this the most Cowboys thing again. of all time. <laughs> and again. That's real. It's unfair to us, really. We don't deserve this. We don't. <laughs> We don't. We don't deserve this. What did we do to deserve this? Well, we got like two more coming up, just so you know. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but I think that's part of what's happening here is that he's playing bad and we're all having to sit there and watch it mm -hmm. time and time again. So it's compounding and it's becoming more dramatic. I don't think that it's the end of Russell Wilson. Again, I'm still fighting and resisting the idea that he is really this bad. I mean, there are a lot of other things that happened last night that weren't all on Russ. Wait a second, Joy Taylor. Wait a second. But, Wait, I gotta call one. Uh -oh. I gotta call one. I gotta oh, call one. Up, oh. I gotta call one. I've known Joy longer oh, than flag. you all at the yeah, desk. Challenge flag. Challenge flag. Challenge flag. I gotta flag. call a timeout. Joy, you are not, you're a lot of things, a lot of incredible things in this life. You truly are. But you're not the most gracious individual. You're not the most individual that's gonna <laughs> let you sit here and lie time after time after time after time. Russell Wilson has lied to you for six consecutive weeks, for a month and a half. For 40% of a football season, I don't know this Joy Taylor. The Joy I know would have heard one lie from Russ and been out, Shady. The Joy I know would have been like, what must all takes? The Joy I know would have been like, nah, this ain't the Russ I knew. This ain't, this ain't the Russell Wilson that I'm accustomed to. I'm leaving. What Dr. Joy? Taylor's being tough, huh? What Joy is this? And why? It's just, I just think it's too soon to tell. I've seen too much. Russ's reputation, his body of work, and I don't want to bring it back to the Cowboys again, but in similar ways to Dak, is too extensive for me to just assume that after six games, he can't play anymore. Huh? I can't do it. it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm willing to be wrong about this. I hope you are. I hope I am, because this is a lot. Now, I will say this, as far <clears throat> as the legacy question goes, this far, yes, it is. And part of it is all the prime time, because we are all watching this, and we had massive expectations. All of which is fair, because he asked out of Seattle. I mean, mm -hmm. he is an all-time great player, and he wanted this situation. Mm -hmm. So it's fair to have expectations. It's fair to be critical. It's fair to lay it all at his feet. He's the star. He's the one making the money. He asked for this. He's the face of the organization. Broncos Nation, let's ride, or whatever it is. He asked for all of this, so it's fair. That's right. But I just cannot believe that he is this bad. Dave, here's the thing, Joy, and... I, I agree with you in the big picture. Like, I don't think he's this bad either. He still, I think his legacy is still taking a hit, and it's a testament to how good he was. Like, that's what I keep thinking about is as recently as 2020, it was like Mahomes, Russ, and Rodgers. Like, that was the list. You were like, these three are better than everybody else. Now fast forward to about halfway through 2022. Mm-hmm. He ain't even sniffing that conversation. Not it's not even close. Not That's just a statement of fact. That's not even me yeah, being was... mean. I mean, you, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen has run like three laps around Russ in the last two years. Then you got the young cats coming up. You got your Burrow. Justin Herbert didn't play amazing last night, but he's in year three. Mm -hmm. Russ is 33, 34 years old. Like he is easily in the back half of his career. doesn't mean it can't have more good years, but it's a crazy fall to me to say, like, this guy was in the MVP shortlist every year for four or five years. He was really one of those dudes. And now he's just kind of in that jumble of quarterbacks where you're like, yeah, like, he's good on his day. Here, Dave, That's though, a hell of a fall. Here's why I think his career's taking the biggest hit, because of, I think, an incorrect statement Dave made. Dave said that Russ is in the back half of his career. Okay. I don't think so, 2-5. You 33, 34 years old, you sitting in the seat. But quarterbacks... It's different. Yeah. Remember, at 34 years of age, 35 years of age, correction, Ben Roethlisberger threw for 5,000 yards for mm. the first time in his career. Mm. At 35, 36 years of age, Matthew Stafford finally That's won it. a Super Bowl. That's right. That's right. At 37, 38 years of age, Aaron Rodgers, MVP, MVP. At 40, Tom Brady won an MVP, won a Super Bowl at 40, won a Super Bowl at yeah. like 42. Most yards, most touchdowns, yeah. So I think that's that the, even more damning. The real problem is Russell Wilson, based upon inflation of quarterbacks, is actually in the prime of his career, you could argue. Yeah. And is catching L's. I'm looking at Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning went to Denver at 36 and really solidified even more so his greatness by what he did with the most high, highly prolific offense in his career when he was in Denver. Right. So Russ is in the prime of his career, I would suggest, and he's having the worst performances he's had. Shady, I need you to talk to me because you played at the highest level here. I need you to break down just the whole legacy of Russ. 
Well, I mean, we, we can't take away from what he did in Seattle, mm -mm. right? So that's that's right here. Boom. Yes, sir. Fact, that's a lot of this. Yes, a lot sir. of this, right? Yes, sir. Okay, and the small part that he's playing bad Talk to me. is in Denver. So I, I'm not going to use or, or take six games mm -hmm. and say, oh, this guy's trash. He's, Don't do he's, that. He's not a great player. Sure. He, I, I would say he's probably what? The, the, the best offensive player that Seattle's ever had? We could right. argue. So we could argue. This is my thing. Maybe it's not going to click right now. Maybe it's not clicking for the first six games, first eight games, first mm -hmm. ten games. Maybe it don't click this year. But let's say next year he gets it together and, and he gets rolling again. The they gave him a big contract, not say, hey, you got to win in this year. No, they didn't say that. They mm -hmm. said, we're going to give you a four-fire deal. We want to compete for some championships. We're going to be in the playoffs and et cetera. And he still can accomplish that. So before we write him off, let's give his, him his respect. And I'm not – He's struggling. I've been in a slump before. Everybody goes through slumps. Not this bad. You, you were never this bad. Man, but you people, people go through slumps. Sure. Okay. Were you this bad? Oh, yeah, were, you this bad? were you this bad? Were you this bad? I mean, I never really was, like, bad, right? It's probably, like, bad coaches and stuff like that. But hold on, real quick. <laughs> Last year, right? Yeah. When the Chiefs were struggling, Mahomes was struggling, right? The first couple of games? Yeah. Oh, what's going on with the offense? This and that third. What did he do? He took a second, right, and started going back to the fundamentals. Mm -hmm. Check down. Small thing. Yep. Now, he, now, Patrick Mahomes is better than, than, than Russ, of for course, sure. Of course, I'm of course. I'm not saying guys go through slumps. You can get out the slump. I hope you're right. You never man. been in a slump before? Yeah, I think every. Okay. I mean, it's been a say, journalistic. It's called writer's block. I just had to ask. I just had to ask. It's called writer's block. They had 130 yards in the first two possessions last night. And then what happened? Then they had 128 yards on their next nine possessions. <laughs> that's not. I mean, that's my point. It's like you're right. It it's possible to go through it's a slump. A bad, 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 bad slump. We played. We almost played half the season. Like week three, I was not worried. Week even week four, but now like it's into week seven. He's got another injury, by the way. Apparently, he's hamstring. got a hamstring now. So, like, me? he ain't 100%. Is it going to get better? I'm not confident it's going to get Talk better. To me, Joy. I think what's troubling to me is it'd be one thing if they're having to overcome the defense letting every team Talk score 35 it. points. Right. Or it's a bunch of wide receivers that we don't know what they could be mm -hmm. or what kind of talent they have. Now, the offensive line is a different conversation. That matters but, too. yeah. It, my issue is that Russ himself looks bad. It's not Thank just you. the whole of the team. Like, right. there are a lot of things you could point to that they had they injuries, they had a ton of penalties. I think the coaching is certainly in question. There's a lot of things that you can point to. But Russ himself looking bad, he, taking these terrible sacks, looking like he's not confident, weird throws. Like, he's just – he's supposed to be the catalyst of this. If you're the same as we were last year, what does that mean for you? Catalyzed. That's more That's more about – That's more of what my issue is. I, I, I'm not writing him off yet. Again, I still think it's too early. I still think that there's time. especially. And, and I don't want to talk about next year or the year after. A million things, a of million course. factors could change. Of course. And, and every single year is different. But for this particular year, what scares me is that Russ himself looks bad. I, I hate when they do this to a lot of the best players. Soon they have a bad moment, they – oh, he's done. Mm -hmm. For example, right, would you, would you guys say that Geno Smith is a top five quarterback right now? No. No. But he's playing like he's playing it, right? Well. You see right. what I'm saying? He's so they got to be used both ways. Here, here's my thing. I don't see an escape for Russell Wilson this season for this reason. Russell Wilson's not getting relief. Jerry Judy's on the field. K.J. Hamler's on the field. The running back you have this year, Melvin Gordon, he's on the field. If it was Tom Brady, I'd be like, well, you know what? Julio Jones, uh, waiting on him to come back. Uh, Chris Godwin, not fully healthy. Mike Evans, he got suspended for a game. I could see relief coming for Tom Brady. Yeah. But, Russ, the hands you have, the cards you have, they're already in your hand. So the reason I don't have the same optimism is because I'm like, hey, I don't see the relief coming soon. Russ, if you want the relief, you're going to have to provide it yourself. Coming up, Dak Prescott is on his way back. Glorious for the NFL and for the NFC. <laughs> but what does the return of a top 10 oh. quarterback mean for a team with a whole lot of problems? That's next. Acho <laughs> called him top 10. Let's go. Call the team. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Welcome back. Some sneaky huge news as we check in oh. on our social life. The Ravens signing veteran wide receiver, former teammate of Shady and myself, but one of Shady's closest friends, Deshaun Jackson. He had a big workout today, and Drew Rosenhaus says that he is getting signed. 2-5, coming to you first. You happy for your boy? How you feel about it? How you feel about it? Action Jackson. I can say it now. Action Jackson drops back. He goes to the Deshaun Jackson deep for 80-yard ball. Touchdown, Ravens. How'd that sound? That must have been in the first half. Oh, wow, that was pretty. No, <laughs> no. Listen, Deshaun Jackson, I love that move, baby. Make us all proud. Throw it up top is six. Dave, you think this will actually help the Ravens? I think Deshaun Hell is yeah. one of the greatest deep ball wide receivers in the history of the sport, but clearly the Ravens need to know. It says a lot about Deshaun Jackson that, what, he was drafted in 08, 09? Oh, wait. Uh, still going. And it's not only still going, but, like, can still be that guy that scares Jeez, the defense. Like, if you just have to pay attention to him and he can get – one, two chunk gains a game, absolutely he can help the Ravens. Are meaningful or not? Yeah, I love it. I love it. To, to Dave's point, just having him out there, you have to you have to respect him alone. So even if he's not going to be a volume guy, which is not what they're bringing him in for, yeah. having that deep threat is important. Shady, where do you put D-Jack when you talk about the greatest deep threat receiver of all time? Number one. Oh, I go Randy and then I go D-Jack. No, no, I go Deshaun Jackson. Ray Moss is a better receiver. I thought it was Yeah, but this deep pass, deep going deep, Find that ball, hand, eye coordination. D-Jack could track the ball. This dude is like, what, 5'10"? Randy Moss was 6'4". He's easy to get a jump ball. They right. call that Moss, getting Moss on. Eagles, Washington, first play oh. of the game. Oh, yeah. I think it was 2012. Mike Vick, play action to Shady, drops back, and, bruh, yeah. just go Google it. Show yourself it's one of the prettiest throws of all time. And Google it. Anyway, staying in the NFC, talking about the Eagles, now talking about the Cowboys, coming off of a loss to the Eagles. But it looks like help is on the way. Dak Prescott. He said this morning, well, Jerry Jones actually said it, Dak Prescott looks ready to go Sunday against the Lions. Dak has missed the last five games, and Jerry said, quote, I don't think there will be any limitations. <laughs> um, Dak is back. Cool. But there's a lot more to it than that. Uh, if Dak is coming back as one of the top ten quarterbacks in football, which he is supposed to be. Wait, ten? Top ten. If he's coming back as one of the top ten quarterbacks in football, he can't just come back and be basic. He can't just come back and be rice. What do I mean by that? Rice takes on the flavor of whatever you add to it. Put some curry sauce on rice, cool. You go to Africa, you put some stew on rice, rice takes on the flavor of what else you add to it. Cooper Rush was rice. Defense was great. Oh, okay, we great. Defense was cool against the Eagles. Ooh. Dak Prescott can't be rice. Dak Prescott has to be the whole meal. He's a $160 million quarterback. He has to be the entire meal. Appetizer, main course, dessert. It's not enough for Dak to come back and just look like Cooper. Sorry, Dak. It's not what they paid you for. To me, Dak has to come back and ball. But, Joy, what does Dak need to do in his return to you? Uh, I disagree. I think Dak needs to be rice, but there's lots of different kinds of rice. There are coconut you know? rice, Max. There's a lot of different kinds of rice, and rice people and do beans, eat man. it as a whole meal. They do. Okay. I happen to love rice. I actually That's had some rice, like uh, some leftover rice. I'm, I'm, I'm on like a low-carb diet. Who's on a diet? I always am. I'm on a diet. I'm so heavy right now. I look like I need to be on a diet? Uh, no, respectfully, no. I'm messing with you. Um, <laughs> I'm, not on, I'm not on a diet, though. Uh, and I do eat rice, and I love rice, but I, I disagree. I think Dak does need to be rice. This is, this is how this offense works. Uh -oh. He needs to be rice with a little bit of a little something, a little special. A little, a little, what, what is that? What you put in there? I mean, nobody eats plain mm. rice, right? Like, you put something on it. You would hope. Sometimes. Yeah. I, Sometimes you just, you know, it's just... You would hope. I can't plain, eat plain So rice. you really right, think... So then you put everything else on top. That can we be plain? Too, many, too much food stuff. <laughs> Dak needs to be really efficient, smart, not turn the ball over, follow the game plan, don't push, and sprinkle in some special when it's necessary. Don't make mistakes. The reason that they won without him being in there is because Cooper Rush followed the game plan. He didn't do anything extra. What happened when the game plan got a mm -hmm. little disrupted by that Eagles defense? Disaster, mm -hmm. right? Why? Because he didn't have the experience and he was pressing. Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott doesn't need to do anything extra. We talked about this extensively. When the, the Cowboys offense was flying, Dak's putting up crazy numbers, it didn't amount to them winning. True, true, because true. Because that's not a balanced offense. They need to have a balanced offense. Dak doesn't need to do anything but show up and do the right thing. Shady, Dak Prescott making $40 million annually. Off the mm. top of my head, I haven't fact-checked this, but Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, 
Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford, all of those quarterbacks are in that 40-plus million dollar range. Right. They have high expectations. Yeah. To whom much is given, much is required. Where do you stand? What does that need to do? Just be like Joy said or need to do more? I like your recipe, right? I like what Joy's what she's cooking, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think with Dak Prescott, I think he's a good quarterback. I don't know if he's top 10. That's, that's a bit much. But for them to win games, let your defense go out there and win the games. Let them be the superstars of the team. Let Dak have, a, have the same type of game plan like Cooper Russ, right? Probably a little bit bigger. Take a couple more shots, but make it safe. Run the ball well and let him be, you know, more consistent on his passing, more consistent on, on his playmaking. Things like that matter. So now you don't have all this pressure on Dak to be the $160 million quarterback. Let's go out there and just play. Take it a little bit off his shoulders. For example, the okay. Dallas Cowboys are a type of franchise. They just want to win. The other guys you talked about, they got to put numbers up, mm -hmm. right? We don't, we don't think the Cardinals are going to win no games. Uh, you know, a little man be running around doing his little thing. <laughs> Kyler Murray, I don't call him little man, sorry. But Kyler Murray be doing his little thing. That's cool. That's a little that's flashy. But we want to win. Mm -hmm. Dallas, Dallas Cowboys is a, is a franchise that has to win. They have to go back to the old school days. And the way you do that is you run the ball with your two running backs. You got a solid number one, for the most part, CeeDee Lamb. And you let your defense go out there and win the games. If not, you'll be looking at me smiling, <laughs> waving around with the Philadelphia Eagles, winning the division. Are we going to have harmony on the on a Cowboys segment right now? Like, y'all are – this is music to my ears. I don't have a food analogy, but, <laughs> but I love it. Like, no, I, I agree with you. And honestly, I came in here prepared to say I just need him to do better than the stat line Shady keeps giving me every week. Well, and what is that? 134 yards, <laughs> no touchdowns, and an interception. And you know what? He played poorly against the Bucs because he was pressing, yep. because he felt the pressure of Amari's gone. Yep. Tyron Smith is hurt. Yep. I don't know if we can run the ball against this Bucs front. I got to do it all. And he looked awful. He, I mean, he one, did, of, he one, looked, he was one of the worst games he's ever played. Yeah, he and I've seen, all, yeah. I've seen him play every game. Yeah. And that was one of the worst games of his career. He needs to avoid doing that. And, and I think he can. And let, let's keep this in mind, too. You guys both played. You know Jerry Jones saying no limitations doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you know his thumb is going to be not 100% right. So I am not putting the bar way, way up here, at least not to start. I need him to come in, play clean, play smart, win the game. It's really, it's as easy as it needs to be. Shady, the reason I'm most excited to have you on this show, because you can be real. Um, I played, but you played at a all-time leading rushing level. You played at a high, high level. I'll speak to it. You speak back. What we're saying right now is cute on television, right? Dak Prescott just needs to be efficient. He just needs to kind of be a highlighted version of Cooper. To me, in my experience in the locker room, that's not real. The most paid players got to be big time. Yeah. They got to be flashy. That's true. That's big. On and off the yeah, field. Right, that's it big. was you. It was Jason Peters. E it was the... It was Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. At times, it was Jeremy Macklin. There was never a game where it was like, hey, Shady, just go out there and be like Chris Polk. No knock on Chris Polk. He was our backup running back. But it, Shady, you're called Shady. Right, right. Be special. Dak Prescott, to me, does not have the luxury to just go out there and throw for 250 yards, a touchdown, maybe two touchdowns, no picks. Dak Prescott is supposed to be special. Wait, wait, wait before I answer your question, because you didn't ask yet. Do you think he's special? He's shown special tendencies. Do you think he's special? Because all them guys you talked about, those dudes are special. And everybody in the locker room and, and, and on the opposing teams think he's special. I think the Eagles don't think he's special. I think the Giants don't think he's special. I think, like, like they think how I think. I think he's a good quarterback. I hope the Giants think he's special. They can't beat him. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? This, that's, that's, they got day ball. They got a whole new coach. What are they, 5-1 right now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Who, who with, a lo with a loss to the Cowboys. Okay, well that's that's cool. <laughs> a loss to the Cowboys. That, that's that's one game. That's one game. That's cool. Anyway, um, so you're saying he's not special? I don't think he's special. I think he's a good quarterback. Special. We we hold up. We all think that Dak is special. Okay, define like now we're we're getting off the rails here because are like, we? If Josh Allen is special, right? No, then I don't okay. think Dak okay. is that. I don't think mm -hmm. Dak is a runaway Mack truck who also has a howitzer he's for an arm. Like no, but Dak has. A, shown incredible poise. He's got way better accuracy than he gets credit for. Mm -hmm. And that stuff matters. Like, no, he is not the most. He's biased. He was a fourth-round pick. I don't think anybody's arguing that he has these, like, special traits that nobody else has. If anything, that makes it more impressive than he's been able to make it work as well as he has. Here's my point. Last year, he ended the season with five touchdowns against the Eagles, three touchdowns against the Giants. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe another four touchdowns. And no interceptions, by the way, against the Washington Commanders at the time. 
football team. I don't know who they were. Anyway, <laughs> that's what Dak Prescott is capable of. Okay. I think he needs to do that. I think he needs to be Cooper Rush, but just a little better. I think he's better Cooper Rush. Okay, I, you, wait, 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 real quick. They've been winning. They, they've been winning okay, games. So that's my question to you guys, because you brought up the locker room. Because I, I mean, the locker room saying it. I would disagree, because I don't know what's more special than winning. Like we have been talking incessantly about how impressive Cooper Rush has been. Right. Cooper Rush hasn't been doing anything but win. But he's win. not been doing anything special. With no turnovers. Special. With no turnovers. His, his, his stats are pedestrian. The only thing he wasn't doing was turning the ball over. You think the guys in the locker room aren't happy that Cooper Rush was there? They were winning. She's right. She's, oh, no, she's, she's right. She's right. Here's where I am. I'm thinking. What's in there? If I'm Dak, is what I'm thinking of. If I'm Dak, he ain't had nothing to do but rehab and watch TV. Think about the quarterbacks that win but aren't the reason their teams win. Let's start with Jimmy Garoppolo. Perfect example. How do we talk about Jimmy? He's a good quarterback, but we also say, ah, he's limited. Ah, they win because of Debo. They limb because of Kittle. They win because of the defense. Heck, think about Troy Aikman, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's another one. What do we say about Troy now that he's not on Fox? What do we say about Troy? Jesus. Ah, he just got them rings because yeah. of who we play with. The yeah. team, but the players love him. Sure. That's all that matters. But you are dead. Right, what you say, what I say, you, what she's... You've been there. You've yeah. been the guy. You rushed. You had five Pro Bowls or six of them. Know, that like, matters. Okay, I think, I think like, getting paid that. is what it is. Like, he, he, he earned the money that he got through his performances year Tommy. after year by being consistent, by being a leader of a team. It's a, not the easiest team to be the, the quarterback of. The Dallas Cowboys quarterback job is different than every other quarterback job in the league, whether we want to admit it or not. No, that's it's, true. It's just different. And he, he plays that role perfectly. Mm -hmm. He's good with Jerry. He's good with the rest of the team. He says the right thing. He throws water on the fire when it's going bad. He is consistent. You don't – what he's paid does not need to amount to style points. You don't get, like, a W with, like, neon around right. it. It's yeah, 500 yards. Right. Yeah. He won or he didn't. We don't need to put him in the category of Josh Allen or Russ when he was playing great or Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. I don't need him to be that. Win the game. But I think so to me, it's not like I'm like, oh, he went out there and put up 250 yards, which would be better than any of the numbers that Cooper Rush put up, correct, yep. in the uh, yep. games that he won. Yep. I don't need style points. Win the game. Wins, losses, especially when it matters most. That's all I care about with him, and that's what he gets paid to do. And check this out. The style points can come within a 250-yard box score. I like you're going to hate this. I think your standard for special is too high because here, this is the difference between Dak and Cooper Rush. Zeke gets stuffed on first down or there's a holding penalty and it's first and 20, you're like, oh, man, this series is probably over. Like, we're probably punting this. Like, Cooper Rush isn't digging us out of a first and 20, second and 16 hole. Dak Prescott can. Dak Prescott can make the third and 11 throw, thread it between two defenders and keep the drive moving. Oh. He was, no, he did it yeah. all last year. Oh. I can go up and I got the receipts. Oh. We got to watch some tape together. I got Whoa. the receipts. He can do that stuff. And, no, is it going to lead SportsCenter? Absolutely not. If it keeps the drive moving time and time again and gets them in the end zone, that's special. We need more screens. Dak, we need more screens. You, Dave, let, Dave, let me ask I'm you this. I'm going to watch some Dak tape with you, let me Let me ask you this and take us home. Um, what you know about Dak, and you've known him since he was drafted to the Dallas Cowboys, you all are friendly at a minimum. From what you know about Dak, do you think he would be content reverting back to a 2016 caliber season. He got an MVP vote, but he only had 23 passing touchdowns. Dak Prescott last year had 37, 37 and 48 or 4,900 yards. Do you think that Dak Prescott would be content? Because that's really what we're talking about. Is Dak going to be content reverting back to rookie year Dak? But uh, for statistically, I mean, if they win 13 games, I'm sure he would be fine. But, like, he doesn't need to. Like, what? I mean, do the math over – well, he's not going to play 17 games yeah, now. But, like, if you do the math, if you're averaging 250 – between 250 and 300, you're going to get there. And, and if they trust him to throw more in the red zone, he'll get his touchdowns too. Like, Dak can have a statistically very nice season without giving up any of the stuff that they do well. And I promise you, as he has said before, he doesn't care about stats as much as wins because if the stats are crazy – then the offense isn't balanced. If they are, if they're running the ball the way they've been doing it with Coop, and they're winning games, Dak's going to get his numbers, and they're going to be thir fine. I think for him, for that team to be successful, can't have more than thirty attempts. Passing attempts. Yeah. Shady, how much pressure you was like that? You don't like that. I, I put it this way. I gotta, mean, gotta, man, gotta no, tame him. Honestly, if you're throwing less than 30 times in a game, it means you have the lead anyway. Like, it means you're just rolling. That means you're running the ball. That means you're running the ball. Yeah. So I said that, so you gotta run the ball for him to be successful. I think, I think 
I, where I take issue with that is, like, you can win with Dak throwing more than that, and they've done it plenty of times. But I agree yeah. with you that it's a recipe for success in football in general. Like, the more you're you running know what it ball, is, though? It, the more you It's have. not that I'm an Eagle guy, which I am. It's not that I'm the all-time rush of the Eagles that I am. It's not that. <laughs> it's just because I last time I, the last couple times I watched Dak play, I'm just being honest, right? We're being transparent here. America. He had 100 yards. No 134. Let me you're finish. Him 134 yards. No touchdowns in the pick. Okay, and then if we rewind it even more, the second time I, I watched him play, yeah. he, got, he played against the Niners, and Dallas ain't got whooped on. What was his stat line there? Wasn't good. One so, touchdown, one pick. Come on, man. That's so I, I'm not trying to like bash him because I think he's a good quarterback. But I think when you try to put him in his pedestal, I just keep like the, the, the flashbacks. Oh man, the, the Niners slamming him in the end. This zone. is what Joy was talking you know about. That we're stuck watching Russ. On, this is exactly what yeah, Joy was talking so about. Get them we're on stuck TV. watching Russ just, on national I'm TV. I'm trying to figure out why we don't talk about that with Aaron Rodgers because their season ended the same way. We want to see more Parsons getting sacks. The Marcus Lawrence getting sacks. No, Does I agree with pop? you. I don't, Pollard get touched I don't think no that more Dak needs to do anything more. He needs screens? to be a little oh, more sorry. special than Cooper. Cooper Rush. He can make special plays while playing the same sort of offense that yeah. Cooper Rush was playing. We will see, Dak. We will see you getting paid special money. I want to see you be special. Coming up, Tom Brady making headlines for all of the wrong reasons. You will not wait to hear why he missed the team playing before Sunday's loss to the Steelers. We'll talk about it. Net. That's the point. That's the point. He, touch, he did. That's the point. You see himself there? Um, Tom Brady, in case y'all missed it, he did not make it to the team playing on Saturday. Why? Because he was at a wedding for his former boss, Robert Kraft. Now, if you miss it, the Bucks lost to the Steelers. The Bucks were 10-point favorites. Head coach Todd Bowles said yesterday that his quarterback does not get special treatment. Close quote. Yo, um, I got a big problem with this, Shady. Me too. I got a big problem with this. Tom Brady retires. He unretires. He misses 11 days of camp. He already gets off on Wednesdays. Players already get off on Mondays. And now he missed Friday to go to a wedding. Okay. If you going to be here, be here. Right. You know what they say. Be where your feet are. If your feet are in Tampa quarterbacking your team, please be there. It's a bunch of rookies looking up to Tom. It's a bunch of second-year players looking up to Tom. Todd Bowles' future depends on Tom Brady, and Tom wants to be at weddings on Friday, not attending the team planes on Saturday, and losing to the Steelers, which will be the heaviest favorite the Bucs have all season, more than likely, on Sunday. Completely unacceptable. I don't care that you're the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time only means that you have more responsibility to be consistently great. To me, it doesn't mean you have more leeway to be consistently absent. So I have an issue with Tom Brady missing the walkthrough practice where you stand. You play I, with him. I have an issue with you having an issue with that, okay? Okay. First of all, myself and you have never played with a player like Tom Brady. Nowhere even near the player. played with Tom Brady. Oh, no, but I'm saying other than him. Okay, okay. Nobody's on his level. Okay, I always believe in players should get special privileges. That's just all I believe in, right? Myself, other running backs, depending on who it is. I can do this, you can't. Tom Brady's on a whole nother level. There's no coach. There's no player that can tell him anything, right? Because the, the thing with Tom Brady is he doesn't take advantage of everything. I remember when I was there with him, and it was like a, a issue. I won't say issue, but a difference as far as he want to do some plays, you know, B.A. and other coaches want to do something different. Different, yep. And he was more – he was so humble. I remember me and the other guys like Mike Evans and Lenny Fournette. I was like, yo, why don't he just go out there and tell him this is what I want to do? He's so humble that he won't do that. So – However it went down, he went to see his, his uh, Robert Kraft get married respectfully. We, Friday, you have a quick practice. Saturday's a walkthrough. Tom Brady's the most dedicated player I've ever been around. He's the most prepared player I've ever been around. So was he prepared for that game? Absolutely. The players need to support him. He, he's going through a lot. You know, if it's this, that, and the third, whatever it is, he needs that support. My uh, thing is this. He's going through a lot? No, no player. Yeah. Isn't going, everybody going through a lot? But it's, it's a different player. It's Tom Brady. I, I hate when people try to create this narrative. Oh, why wasn't he there? First of all, you need to relax. You my boy, but you need to relax. If Tom Brady wants to miss a Friday practice or a walkthrough, he can do that. He can do that. If, if, Jim, if Jimmy Johnson, right, everybody loves him as a coach. If he said, oh, look, Tom right there, and that's all, that's all to it. Ain't nobody going to say nothing else about it. There won't be another word about it. No media, nothing, because he deserves that right. Get that man out of respect, man. Talk about A-Rod or somebody like that, but don't bring Tom in that. <laughs> Joy, you got an issue with Tom Brady. That's crazy, man. Nothing is everything. Everything is something. If they had won the game, 
we will never talk about it again. Right. That's true. Yep. So they lost. I don't have an issue with it, but I do understand why people are talking about it. You know me. And if the rest of you don't, humble is not my lifestyle. I don't believe in it. <laughs> I don't subscribe to it. Talk about it with somebody else. Whatever I am, I am unapolog unapologetically that. I'm right. humble before God. And if you ain't him, keep it pushing. I'm not interested. Everything that Tom Brady has, he's earned. There's no coach. There's no player. There's no announcer. There's no one walking this earth with 10 toes whatsoever that can say a word to Tom Brady. Now, I know me personally, if I was Tom Brady, I'm not having this conversation with anyone. The only reason any of y'all are here is me. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a fact. Anyone. Yeah. And that's not even Tom Brady's style. That's not how he behaves. Nah, nope. That's not how he treats people. He goes up to people in the locker room. He, he, he introduces himself to the rookies. He's accessible on the phone. He texts people. He starts group chats. That's not his persona at all. So if he felt like he needed to be at this personal event, he needed to be there. But I'm okay with people being critical of him going because they lost. And he knows that more than anybody, that if you win, everybody quiet. If you lose, people have things to say. The bigger picture to me with this situation is they're not playing well. Mm -hmm. If this right, had been right, a random yeah. loss, like, okay, meh, all right. Like, maybe they lost because he wasn't there, whatever. Sometimes it, This is a well-coached team. Mike Tomlin, got to put some respect on it. They do have some players. Sure. Got some leadership in the locker room. It happens. It's NFL. It's NFL. This is not college. But they're not playing well. So this, these are the type of things that build on yep. it. And I think if he had not missed the time preseason either. In training camp, yeah. Yes, then this would not be as big of a story. I just think this is, this is the end result of courting Tom Brady. Like, didn't Tom Brady leave New England in part because he was tired of not being able to call shots? Like Bill Belichick treating him like any other player instead of the mm -hmm. best of all time? The Buccaneers say, we wouldn't do that to you, Tom. You can, we, we got you, dude. Like, we appreciate you so much. This is what that looks like. He already won them a Super Bowl. Sure. Like, yeah, I mean, like he, anything that happens after this is gravy. <laughs> he came to – how often were we talking about the Tampa Bay Bucks on shows like this before Tom Brady got there? In all, in all honesty. We were talking about interceptions. So it's fair. 33 of them, I think. Like, this is, this is the end result. Like, you got to take this. It's part of the deal. You get Tom Brady. You get the best of all time. You win a Super Bowl. This is the other side of it. On top of that, I would be a little more worried – if I did, like, working with Shady, I'm being dead serious. Like, Shady won't even let me think something unflattering about Tom Brady. He's like, what are you doing over there? <laughs> but, like, like, the players love him. And I've heard from other people in the league, like, the guys on the team now, Shady's been gone for a little while, the guys on the team now love Tom Brady. It's not like people resent him for doing course, this. Of yeah. course. Well, and, you'll me, see, and you'll see no player talk bad about him in the media. Of course. Because they love him. You can't. But I, I will say this. I'll talk true about him. Um, Tom Brady would cuss out Tom Brady for missing practice to go to a wedding. The way we see Tom Brady chastise all his other teammates, if Tom Brady mispracticed to go to a wedding and lost, Tom Brady would cuss out Tom Brady. Let's not act like Tom Brady would condone this behavior, historically speaking. Dave, when you say this is what you sign up for, I don't think so if you're the Bucks, because this wasn't Tom Brady's behavior leading up to this season. And also, Bruce Arians wouldn't allow this. Bruce Arians was the dude who was cussing. You were there. You don't think, you don't think uh, Bruce Arians right now has any word about nothing going on? I'm saying he wouldn't have condoned this. Bruce Arians would cuss out Tom Brady for throwing a pick in games y'all won. Now, a large part of that so was... If I, so, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Right. So, if I tell you that there's times where when we won a Super Bowl year, we won a Super Bowl, that Tom might have not flew back with the team, would you believe that? I would. But Bruce Arians, he wouldn't allow that, would he? After the game or before the game, coach? After the game. Also different. After it's the, game, the it's same different. thing. It's not the same thing. It is the same it thing. It is not the same you thing. You fly the team, you come out with the team. It's nope. the same thing. No, nope. You know firsthand we would play the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, and they would say, y'all can stay in Dallas if you're from Dallas. How does that ever happen? What? I didn't fly back with the team after playing in Dallas, and I ain't nobody, Tom Brady. You know it's not the well, same thing. Not, not Thanksgiving. This regular, this regular okay, day. Regular game is different. Regular game. Um, different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me address this point, and Drew, I want to come to you real quick before we take this thing home. Todd Bowles said, head coach for the Bucks, a lot of people are still riding the Super Bowl high. You all all make a great point. The Bucks, Tom Brady won the Bucks a Super Bowl, but he didn't win some of those cats a Super Bowl. Todd Bowles wasn't a head coach when Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. Todd Bowles' job description is currently in flux because once again, they're three and three, worst start of Tom Brady's career since 2012. This is not the same Bucks team. Rosters turn over in the NFL by 33%, 37% to be exact, 33 to 37% every season. So Tom won the 2020 Bucks a Super Bowl. Not the 2022 Bucks the Super Bowl. Every year you got to act this differently the same. Yeah. Okay. Todd Bowles was, I think, 24 and 40. Yeah, bad. As a head coach. 
So I don't think he's going to lay this at the feet of Tom Brady if it doesn't go well, respectfully. So there's a lot of people that have reputations to build up still that don't have anything to do with Tom Brady. At the end of the day, if you're the most accomplished player to ever play a sport, ever. someone who we know, we know is so dedicated, they've hired a full-time separate staff outside of their own training staff, so much so that it was a problem with their former team. They've created an entire lifestyle around how they train. They have... They are insanely obsessed with the sport, yes. right, to that level. There was a reason he felt he needed to go to this. Missing a walkthrough in year 472 <laughs> for Tom Brady, I don't think is the reason why they lost that game. I don't. But, like I said, nothing is everything. Everything is something. They did lose, so, we, so people will be critical of that decision. However, again, I default to my reputation is what it is. You're welcome for that Super Bowl. You didn't have it before me. You sure didn't. Yup. All y'all got a ring because of who? Me. This guy. Me. <laughs> and that's not who he is. So at the end of the day, I'm just saying, my, me, Joy Taylor, I'm not entertaining any of this conversation. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not concerned about it. At the end of the day, when you have two rings, come talk to me. Right. I got one. Well, Bruce Arians right. has two, but he wasn't a head coach. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, there's just levels to this that take – this individual out of the out of the county. There is nobody that can walk up to Tom Brady and say, "You should you should have been there." Or coach, any no coach. Much. I would just any coach. I would pull up the year by year records for the Bucks from like '02 until Tom Brady got. I'd be there. like, "Fam, uh, you know how to use the Google machine?" Yeah. Type in T O M. Just it'll pop up. You don't have to say it'll pop up. Ah, we don't go to break. We don't go to break. We don't go to break. We will go to break. I don't want to go. My issue is simply this. Your greatness should cause you to be consistently great. I don't think your greatness should give you a leash to do what you want to do when you want to do it, but we will talk more about that. First, we got to talk about Russell Wilson because he has not done any cooking this season. But in theory, we're only six weeks into the season. We feel optimistic about Russell Wilson, or is this actually the end? Is Russell Wilson cooked? Speak. Yeah, Russ, you got to make the plane. He got to go all the practices. <laughs> Yo, y'all see the wall. These are our standings after six weeks of NFL play. Y'all know we pick every single game. You can see your boy up top, Dave Hellman, Shady, Joy Taylor. Joy, I'm going to let you explain yourself, actually. I mean, what? Four favorites lost? I got four big favorites. this week. Yeah, that's bad, dude. Bucks, Packers. I got crushed. No, here, where I made my ground, because last week Dave came and freaking got me. He got me. I was worried. I was worried, y'all. But I picked the... Seahawks to beat the Cardinals. I did too. I picked the Patriots to beat the Browns. That, yep, there you and go. that's where you pick Little Man? I pick Little Man. Pick Kyler. Yeah, I went with Kyler. I also went with the Browns at home. I yeah, that's, that, those yeah. are my two spots. I mean, third, third man string quarterback. Yeah, Zappy. Bailey Zappy for the Patriots. Zapping them boys out there. Is it? You know, there's a little controversy going on. Like Bailey Zappy. Yeah. It's not as cool Zappy. as Rush Jones Hour, but yeah. like Zappy Hour. Oh man, I'm in third place. Zappy, attacky. I'm bummed about that. I can't believe I picked the they Chicago Zappy Bears Beaver to win anything. There we go. We'll go with that. Okay, speaking of somebody who's not very happy right now, <laughs> how about Russell Wilson and the Broncos? Another L on primetime. Often struggles, overtime loss. That's their second overtime loss in as many weeks. Russell Wilson, 15 yards passing in the second half. That can't be right. There's no way that I am reading that right. 15 yards passing in the second half. Russ. What are you doing? Um, Joy, I'm not optimistic anymore. First and foremost, let me preface That's with this. Bad. As a man, as a human being, I love Russell Wilson. Walter Payton, man of the year, you see the emblem on his jersey. I love Russell Wilson as a human, as a man. I'm not optimistic about his time in Denver for this reason. You do not see great quarterbacks go from great to bad to great again. Great quarterbacks go from great to bad. Or they go from bad slash mediocre to great. But you don't see great, bad, great. Let me give you examples. Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon went from very mediocre to great late in his career. Brett Favre was great, and then he was bad, concussed in Minnesota. You think about Peyton Manning. He was great, and then he fell off the cliff in Denver. You do not see quarterbacks go great, bad, Great. Some might suggest Kurt Warner look up his statistics to deduce your own conclusion. But you don't see great, bad, great. You see great, bad. You see bad, 
great. Russell Wilson has been great, and now he has become bad based off statistical metrics. I do not foresee him becoming great again because I've never seen it really at the quarterback position. If you fire Nathaniel Hackett because you blame Nathaniel Hackett, you're just going to give Russ another first-year head coach. I don't foresee that being great. If you keep Nathaniel Hackett, you're just wasting more and more of Russell Wilson's career. So the reason I'm not optimistic about Russ in Denver 2-5 because I don't see quarterbacks going great, bad, great. Once a quarterback goes bad, that's it. They don't go great again. Is he bad forever? Bad forever. Yeah. I'll say this. Um, now, you, you said optimistic? It's, it's, I am. I'm very optimistic about it. I, I think that he has a chance. I can't let six games, six games, seven games, I can't let that define who Russell Wilson really is. Can we? We had some good years, right? So maybe he doesn't get it done this year, right? Maybe he's in a slump. Maybe the slump continues all the way to the end of the season. But next year, he has a chance. The contract they gave him wasn't just a contract for one year. It was a contract. Listen, these next four or five years, we need you to compete for a championship, playoffs, and bring us a, 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 a Super Bowl. He has a chance to still do that. So before I write him off, right, and say he's great and he's bad, I can't do that. I got to give him one more shot with this contract. If it's year two or year three, as long as you get a win, that's all that matters. Because if he gets that win, we're all going to say Russ still is a GOAT and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, Peyton Manning was dealing with some pretty serious injuries. Mm -hmm. And Brett Favre was basically at the end of his career. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson is still in his prime, physically. He, he really hasn't had very many major injuries. So, from a physical standpoint, you've got to be optimistic about how many years he has left mm -hmm. to play. Cosine. There's no way, There's no two ways about it. He's playing bad football right now. We've all had to sit down and watch it together in four primetime games. We've had enough. Thank you. Thank you for the break. <laughs> We've had enough. But I have to remain optimistic about it because of Shady's point. I've already seen what he's capable of. I do also think that circumstances can change. It's not necessarily true. There are some names out there that could come into Denver if they move on from Nathaniel Hackett, which if the season continues to go the way that it is, they will move on from Nathaniel Hackett. Because also remember, they have new ownership there. Mm -hmm. They didn't hire Nathaniel Hackett. So if somebody's got to go, it's going to be the coaching staff. You know that. We all know that. Because you're not moving on from Russell Wilson. But – I said this before the season started. I didn't think that it was going to be this bad, but I knew that this wasn't going to be a turnkey situation like it was with Matthew Stafford or like it was with Tom Brady at the Bucks. They had their coaching staff in place. They had some consistency with the other stars on the team with good coaching. They didn't have new ownership. There was, there's a lot of stuff going on with Denver that isn't just Russ struggling with a new team. There's a lot of adjustment periods that are going on. We're extremely impatient. And again, we've all had to watch this terrible football together as a nation and suffer through it. So I'm, I'm with you. Like, I'm, I'm never going to get those hours back from my life, and I'm upset about it like everyone else is. But at the end of the day, I've got to retain some optimism that he's going to get back to what he was before. Dave, before I go to you, Joy, I have to ask you this because you should know about this team and quarterback really better than most. Russell Wilson, interestingly enough, and Ben Roethlisberger have very similar and parallel careers. Both of them went, well, Ben won two Super Bowls, but nor, he never won in a Super Bowl MVP. Russell Wilson went to two Super Bowls. He also never won a Super Bowl MVP. You start to see Ben Roethlisberger decline around 34, 35, 36. 36, he passes for 3,500 yards, for 5,000 yards, excuse me. My fear is after Ben got bad, he never got good again. He just, like, got bad, then got bad, then got unhealthy, then got bad. We've never seen Russell Wilson have a shoulder and then a hammy following last season with the thumb. He is old, and he has a lot of tread on his legs. Remember, Russell Wilson led the Seahawks in rushing with 849 yards in 2017. So how are you optimistic outside of blind faith? I mean, it is blind faith, but where I would stop the comparison with Ben Roethlisberger is Ben was notoriously not good with his body. He did not take mm -hmm. care of his body in the offseason. He didn't yeah. care about staying in shape. He came in and got in shape in, in camp. He was somebody who purposely took big, big hits because he was a big guy who yeah. made it very difficult for defenders to bring him down. He was not elusive in that way. So his body definitely had more wear and tear. Ben was also not the most cooperative teammate at times. I would not put that in, I would not put Russ in that category. For whatever you know, people feel about Russ, Russ definitely tries with his teammates. He's definitely supportive. He's definitely 
Well, the offensive teammates understand <laughs> that. Okay, like from the offensive side of the ball, he is. He's trying to work with receivers, like we we know he did in the offseason. So he's reaching out at least with the offensive side of the ball. So there's things that I would I would pause the comparison with Ben Roethlisberger, although I do see where you're going. With with Russ though. If it doesn't happen this year, I do still think there is time because you could bring in someone who is a veteran coach. There's plenty of them out there. Or you could bring in whatever, a, a new head coach. Brian Dable's doing an incredible job with the New York Giants. We all look at them as a different team. We're going to talk about them in a second. It's remarkable what he's done there with a, with a quarterback that we don't think is anywhere near as talented and is certainly not as accomplished as Russell Wilson. Sure. So there's a lot of factors that can change. You can bring in more talent. And I do think that if things don't go well this year with Nathaniel Hackett, this new ownership group will very much try to do that. Dave, take us home. You left the name out, and it's a great rebuttal. You're not going to like this. Uh -huh. he, he was never as bad as Russ looks right now. 17 to 19, Aaron Rodgers' play dipped pretty low yeah, by his did. standards. The Packers traded up to draft a quarterback because they were like, is, is this the end? Or are we nearing the end of Aaron Rodgers? Back-to-back -back MVPs. Mm -hmm. So that, that type, I mean, it, it can happen. And I give Russell Wilson the benefit of the doubt that in the long term, he can find his old form. I'm not optimistic that it's going to happen here now in 2022, not with the AFC the way it is right now. But I am definitely not writing him off for the length of that contract. I love what you said about Aaron Rodgers. In roughly 29 minutes, I will tell you all my rebuttal. But for now, <laughs> I got to talk to you all about the Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles. Remember, the Eagles beat the Cowboys on Sunday night, but Dak Prescott is coming back. Dak Prescott is 25-6 and six against the NFC East. He's 7-3 and three against the Eagles. So in theory... The Cowboys should be the best team in the NFC when Dak returns. Right, Shady? We'll find out his answer when he returns. <laughs> Let's get to the NFC East, family. Eagles took care of business. They beat the Cowboys. It was prime time. The whole world saw it. They remained undefeated. But the Cowboys get Dak Prescott back. He is their fearless leader. He's missed the last five weeks with a thumb injury. Cowboys 4-2. and two. I will preface with this. Dak Prescott owns the NFC East. It's really that simple. He's 25 and 6 yeah. against the NFC East. 25 and 6, Shady. What are you know, talking about, bro? What, the, the, How the, can you just say that? The record speaks for itself. I said Dak does. Oh, year, oh, year. Oh, okay. Like years ago? Okay, all right. Because <laughs> this year, we own it. We beat the hell out of Heck, oh, let me not cuss. We beat him bad. Yeah, I didn't want because I might say something else after that. So I don't want to. Anyway, we bully them boys, man. We bully at home, fill it up. We bully them guys. Over. They're going to bring Dak. What's going to be the difference? Dave, no Dak difference? is special. <laughs> if, does Dak make the Cowboys the best team in the NFC East? He's special. This is a setup. It's not? This is a setup. And yeah. you got to be honest. I am going to be honest. Like, Acho wants me to start something, Acho wants me to be like a Cowboys homer. I have the utmost confidence in Dak. I think the Cowboys will be a much better team. We talked about it before the Eagles game. I didn't game. ask you that. that that's, that's true statement. No, yeah. true no. Statement. I cannot sit here on October, whatever day it is. 18, where, where, the 18. I can't sit here today and say the Cowboys are better than the Eagles. Ah! The Eagles. Dak? The Eagles just oh! beat them. Without Dak. Dak's come got him. Come here, big guy. Uh, he's going to come, come here, big guy. Come here, big guy. Come here, buddy. Oh! oh. <laughs> yes. Dude. The Eagles just say it loud. Look. <laughs> yes. Say that for the break. That's right. Say that for the break. Sorry. Look, you can't after I'm gonna keep it together. Somebody is. Yeah, after like the Eagles just won that game. Dak has an injury to his throwing hand. Again, like this isn't a bum calf like it was last year where you can come out and still do your job reasonably well. I'm not saying he's gonna play poorly. I just need to see it. I need to see him come out. Play well. Play like the Dak Prescott I know. I think the Cowboys can be But better. you've been to every game Dak Prescott has played against the Eagles. Every one. Yeah. You've seen him win seven. You've seen him lose three. You've been to every game Dak Prescott has played against the NFC East. You've seen him win 25. You've seen him lose six. How in God's name can the person who knows the game best for the Cowboys on See, television come out here and, and say Dak can't do what he's always done? I'm going to be unbiased to a fault because Dak is my dude. One of those three losses to the Eagles was in 2019 with the division on the line. 17 to 9, couldn't score a touchdown. Mm. So Dak does mm. own the NFC East. He's just keeping it real. I, I am, I'm just keeping it real. I am. Like, right, right now, you, I cannot just come on here and say, based on nothing, yes, the Cowboys are better than the Eagles because of Dak. Their offense struggled against the Bucs in week one three this points. year. Put three points I got to see it from the offensive line. I got to see it from C.D. Lamb and the rest of the receivers. I got to see. I'm not questioning Dak's ability. It sounds like you no, are. No, the hand, the injury, 
missing five weeks of the season, all that stuff matters. I think the Cowboys can be better than the Eagles by the end of the year. I can't say that on October 18th. I got to see it. It's always, it's always like a chance. He's I right. I got to see it. You know what I don't like that you do? <laughs> Let me tell you, because we're friends. I got to keep it real with you. Keep it real. You ever see that show, First 48, session. and the cop, he asked the guy a question, did you kill him, right? Well, did you know somebody that killed him? You keep asking all these different questions <laughs> to get the answer that you want. He won't <laughs> give it to you. Listen, he's saying with Dak, with Troy Aikman, no matter who it is, Prime time, they will not be better no, than see, the Eagles. Now that now now you're going too far there. I mean, come, all on, right. come on. He's trying to tell you that. Dang. Thanks, brother, for finally keeping it real. Joy, I keep it real for everybody. They play on Christmas Eve. That's so, all I'm saying. He, I want to see. Should have been an investigator. Yeah. So would it be better with Dak? Okay. Well, do you think they'd be better with Dak? Like he's telling you, no. Lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> no. <sighs> let me be unbiased. Let me be the actual unbiased <sighs> here. Uh, I'm more confident in the Eagles, of course. I've seen the Cowboys lose twice, once to the Eagles, and once in terrible fashion to a team that is now 3-3. Three and three. Mm-hmm. So the evidence so far, since this is where we're going, obviously, investigator, lawyer, the evidence so far is the Eagles have the more complete team. True. They've been more consistent. True. They've won in different ways. True. They've put teams away, even put when they away. made late pushes. Put them in the dirt. That's what I call it. Sorry. They're not one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. I would rather be... Good to great in all three phases of the game, then elite in one. Mm-hmm. And to me, mm-hmm. that's where Dallas is right now. There's no questioning what the Dallas defense is capable of. And it's very important to have a strong defense. They're probably the best in the league. That's the verdict. But they're not balanced right now. There's a lot of questions about this offense. And even though I also happen to love Dak Prescott, I need to see how Dak is going to play it, it, with this team. Is he going to come in and push? How is he going to look? Is he going to be healthy? Now, luckily, they have... Two opponents that we don't feel great about coming up in the Lions and the Bears, and then they get Who's to their next? bye. Lions, Lions and Bears. Yeah. You know how you feel about the Bears. <laughs> and then they have their bye. Oh, week. that'll so... be Shady's favorite quarterback matchup right there. Could you imagine? No, Dak's no, Dak. imagine Shady Dak's if, the, if the Bears beat the uh, I Cowboys? I won't come to that. I have to ask you this, though, Joy. Our resident gamblers on the set, Joy Taylor, Shady McCoy, players are worth points. Right, if you know a player is coming back, then Vegas will move the odds, right? If right. Tom Brady's playing versus okay. Kyle okay. Trask, the, the Bucks might get an additional seven points. Dak Prescott is worth how many points, would you say? <sighs> Guess, I mean, you can't be I right. I mean, right. I don't know, two, three points. Two, three points. Yeah, four. I mean, they were six-point underdogs to Philly, and the line came out for the Lions game, and they were seven-point favorites. Right. And the, that's with the knowledge that Dak's coming back, so that gives you an idea of the type Dak's of Dak's worth two to three points, three to four points. The Cowboys only lost to the Eagles. By nine. Only trailed the Eagles by three with five, six minutes left. Cowboys had three turnovers. Eagles had none. Cowboys only lost by nine. If Dak is worth these three to four points, these two to three points. He's doing it again. I'm just trying to figure out Dave Hellman and Joy Taylor, particularly you, Dave, if Dak is worth points and they only lost by really nine points, but some could argue three, however you want to deduce it. They did lose by nine, obviously. He can't make up that ground? It's hard. He can't do it. No, I, that's not what I said. I said I want to see detective. him. I want to see him do it. Here, Look, it's a different injury. No two injuries are the same. Dak was playing like an MVP before he hurt his calf last year. He was still good when he came back. He wasn't on the same level. I want to – this is an injury to his throwing hand. I just want to see it. If he comes back and he's healthy, I'll say this right now. The Cowboys have the best quarterback in the NFC East by a wide margin. Ooh. By a wide – no, I, I said what I said. I said what – if he's healthy. Is he the best quarterback on his team? If he's – oh. Go ahead, I'm God. sorry, go ahead. If he's healthy, they have the best quarterback in the division, which will give them a hell of a leg up down the stretch. But I want to see him play and see how it looks before I jump I mean, to these look, crazy conclusions. You've got the 5-1 and one Giants. Mm-hmm. You've got Taylor Heineke. You've got Jalen Hurts. Right, Dax. I don't know. Dax better than all of them. I don't know yeah. right now. Yeah. I, well, I, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm joking about I, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm definitely serious about Jalen Hurts. So. I'm, I'm, I don't know if he's better than Jalen Hurts I will right take, now for this year. I will take four. Oh, it's going to be good. Take Coming up, the Big Apple is making some serious noise in the NFL. That's the Giants. That's the Jets. They are hot right now. So who do we believe in more? Neither of these teams has had success in a long while, but both with huge wins coming off the weekend. We're going to tell you about our belief. That's next. Speak. Well, cannot wait to watch the Giants play whenever it is that they play because they're 5-1, balling right now. First-year head coach Brian Dayball is doing it in the lead, in my mind, for coach of the year. 
Big win against Lamar Jackson. On the flip side, you got to talk about these Jets, y'all. Won three straight games as well, and they beat the Packers at Lambeau, surprising the world, but not surprising themselves. When New York football is good, Shady, football is good. The big apple, I love when the big-time teams are dominant. Who do you believe more in, though, the Giants or the Jets? You know what? I love them both. I truly do. Um, The Jets are playing great football, playing tough defense. Tough, tough defense. They're letting their rookies play. Um, They're getting busy. I think with Sauce Gardner, he's really, um, you know, doing his thing. And I love his attitude. I love his swagger. By the way, I heard the sauce is pretty good. Have you guys tried it? I haven't tried it yet. I want to, though. Um, I got to go with Dayball. I played with Dayball. Mm -hmm. Dayball is balling. He has these Giants believing again. For what, the last, what, four or five years? They didn't believe. We're going to lose. We're going to lose. We're going to lose. Nah, it's a whole nother attitude in, in the Big Apple. Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. we forgot about him. He's back. He's like, he's like Penn State Saquon right yep. now. And then Danny Dimes, every, every year they keep talking about how that was a bad pick they got, and he's this and that. He's not that good. And now the same guy that developed Josh Allen, Brian Dayball, is doing the same thing with Danny Dimes, just doing just enough. Small things like if we're not throwing the ball well, a lot of our wide receivers are hurt because they're going down to the practice squad guys to get, you know, to play wide receiver. But he goes into the Wildcat. Nobody was thinking that. I haven't, did, well, I haven't seen Wildcat for the last, what, two years or so? So I love what Brian Dayball is doing. He's having these guys believe in their plan again, and now they're a contender. Both playing well. Jets, Giants, there's no wrong answer. But, Joy, what is your answer? Who do you believe in more? I believe in the Giants more, uh, mostly because of Dayball and because Saquon is back to being old Saquon again, which is really fun to see. But when you can run the ball and have a balanced offense, not make a lot of mistakes, and you have great coaching, that's what I'm going to lean into. I'm a little hesitant about the Jets. I don't know about Zach Wilson. He's still very reckless. Mm -hmm. And to me, over the rest of the season, I want to see how that plays out. I think when you have a really tight game plan and you follow that and you consistently run the ball, that's something that you can do on the road. That's something that travels. And that's something that can last throughout the season. So, I I mean, it comes down to this. They play this weekend. Giants play at Jacksonville. The Jets play in Denver. Who do you feel better about? Really? I like them both. You like them both? I like them both. But if you had to choose... I play, I play, and you had to put your money somewhere. I play under day ball, and I know what type of coach he is. Like, he's doing this stuff with – these are not his players. When a, when, a, when a new GM or a new head coach come in town, they – the first year, that's the regular players. The next year is their players. The yeah. guys, they're drafting, guys are getting – they're signing for agency. He hasn't done that yet. He hasn't had a chance to. So now, right, he got these guys he's got to believe in, they're playing well. Imagine next year when he gets them guys, his guys he really wants. I'm glad you said that. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm probably more impressed by what the Giants have done just being 5-1 and one with what we thought about them, I feel better about the Jets in the big picture. And that's what really matters to me. No offense to the New York teams. You can dig this up if you make a Super Bowl run. I assume neither of these teams is going to be in that game. That, that's probably safe to say, right? So if that's the case, give me the Jets because Brees Hall is a beast. Brees Hall's a beast. He is leading the league among rookies with 102 scrimmage yards per game. Sauce Gardner. He looks like a Pro Bowl type of corner already. You got Garrett Wilson, top five among rookies. He looks like a dude like the Jets' young core already look like superstars. Or superstars is harsh, but they already look like star players. And they're going to be there. Saquon Barkley's in a contract year. Daniel Jones is in a contract year. Like, I have no idea what the Giants are going to look like beyond the next two or three months. Whereas the Jets, I'm like... Okay, like I, I, I see the foundations of a good team here. I'm not as sold on that with the Giants. Who else? Well, let me chime in. I'm more sold on the Giants, not necessarily because of the Giants, but because of everything around them. When you talk about the Jets, I know that Sauce is going to be there. I know that Brees Hall is going to be there. I know that Zach Wilson is going to be there. But who else is going to be in the AFC? Bills. Joe Burrow. That is a good point. Josh oh, Allen. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson, Tua Tungavailoa. Go with their own division. Like, they, exactly right. Yeah. Tua, Allen. Ooh, you're right. Uh, that is a much steeper Zappy. That is a much <laughs> yeah. steeper road. I mean, we can talk about Zappy or Mac Jones, but like, they're, they're, they're going, going to, be there. to win games. They're going to win games. When you're in New York, I, I, don't, know, like, I don't know who's going to be there. You know Tom Brady's getting older in the NFC. You know that Aaron Rodgers is getting older, and they don't look great in the NFC. Jimmy Garoppolo, he ain't going to be there. So, like, the path to greatness for the Giants is much easier. I hesitated when you said neither of these teams are going to be in the Super Bowl. I don't think so at all. But in the NFC, would we be surprised if the Giants were a five seed and they play the Vikings a four seed and they beat the the Vikings in Minnesota? 
That's like I see yeah, that. I would not picture be surprised that. at all. You know, I like, can picture that. I could believe that. Yeah. And then the Giants get a divisional matchup, call it against the Eagles or whatever. I do not see the Giants beating the Eagles, but y'all know yeah. divisional matchups are stupid. Yeah. We also know that when the Giants won their two Super Bowls, it was not because they dominated the division. Right. They That's did true. so getting it through the mud. Go ahead, day. Dave. No, I was, just, I was going to make your point for you. Like, if anybody knows how to work their way through the playoffs against all odds, it's probably the New York Giants. It's the Giants. So when I think about it 2-5, I go to, like, I believe in the Giants more, not just because of the Giants, but I leave, believe in the Giants more because of the road. Talk to me real quick before we take it home. Brian Dable, what's so special about him? Um, he said, first of all, all the players are going to love him. If you hear the interviews, they talk great about him. When I was with him in Buffalo, we all loved him. He brings that type of energy to the, to the locker room. And then he supports his players. He knows every individual player, what he likes, what type of plays he likes, how's his family. That matters for a player. Josh Allen, when he got there, he had a lot of talent, but he was up and down with being accurate. I would watch Dayball with him all the time, practicing on it, practicing on it. And then when you know you believe, when you know your coach believes in you, you believe in yourself even more. So this is the way he is as a coach. I love it. And he's been around a lot of successful players, man, a lot of successful teams. So I, it's, it's no secret that they're doing as well. I heard the same thing from a Giants player. I will keep him nameless this offseason. We were in Austin, Texas, and he said, be on the lookout. Brian Dable is a phenomenal coach. I was like, yeah, sure he is. I'm sure he is. But he was right. Five and one with these Giants. Early odds on favor. Hard to do. Coach of the year. Coming up, I spent all morning trying to figure out why Russell Wilson cannot get the Broncos out of this hole. And after about an hour and a half of intense, scrutinous labor, I found the answer. <laughs> You'll want to hear it. That's nice. Well, let me know. I'm on the world. I got to wait. Here's a thought for y'all. I thought long and hard about this one. See, it would take Russell Wilson being somebody he's never been to get the Broncos out of this hole. What do I mean? Galvanizers of teams and organizations, they put winning above everything and everyone else. Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. Think about it for a second. He's still playing the game of football at 45. Why? Because what he cares most about in this life by his actions, winning. Michael Jordan one of the greatest basketball players of all time. He said during the documentary, The Last Dance, when asked if he was a nice guy, he said, I didn't care about being nice because I wanted to win. Kobe Bryant, the Mamba mentality. He ran through his own teammate's chest, Pal Gasol, during the 2008 Olympics. Why? Because he cared about winning. Leaf Sports, Mark Zuckerberg, stole proprietary information from the Harvard database because he wanted to win. So enter Russell Wilson. His priority isn't football, it's not winning. It's his faith first, then his family, his children, and then football. See, Russ would have to be somebody he's never been in order to get the Broncos out of this hole. And even more importantly, Russell Wilson would be somebody or have to be somebody he doesn't want to be. Russ wants to win, but he's a mentally healthy, a, a emotionally stable individual. He has his priorities in balance, but in life, we don't praise people that are balanced. We praise people that are fixated, that are at the gym at all hours, that play till they're 45. So, Russ, I get it. And what's a blessing to you might be a curse as well. We'll see you next time.